This is Helping of Happiness, episode number 152. Today we have on Jesse Hopkins from Seek Learning, and Jesse is going to talk to us all about how to be more prepared in our parenting, specifically in keeping us all ready to go in our cars. She's going to give us some great tips on how to stash our car so we can be the most prepared when life might unexpectedly throw us a little curveball. She's also going to teach us some really fun ways to learn with our kids at home and make learning more fun. Hi, I'm Hillary Hess, and you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I am a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to build memories through eating delicious family recipes and going on adventures with my family. On this podcast, you'll be introduced to light-filled people and ideas that inspire me to be a better mom and help me bring family closer together and closer to Jesus Christ. Before we talk to Jesse, I just wanted to talk about something with you a little bit here. In our podcasts, we reference something called the Spirit or Personal Revelation or the Holy Ghost a lot in the things that we we conversate about with different guests. And I know that I mentioned it a lot and I just wanted to explain if you're not a member of my faith, a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, what that even means to me. I talk about it in my very, very first episode that we ever did. But if you are new, you probably haven't gone back and heard that one. So We believe in my church that you can pray to God and receive direction through your thoughts, your ideas, and your feelings. And the direction and thoughts and feelings that you get is what we call, you receive that through the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And you might recognize that as your conscience or as the light of Christ or your gut. There's a lot of different ways that you can explain that. And that's something that I really try hard to tap into. And you'll hear our guest that we have on talks about that today too. It's something that I've worked on for a really long time. I have really trying to make sure that I take extra time in the morning to have some quiet time or even in the evenings so that I can have an opportunity that when I'm saying my prayers or reading my scriptures, like that voice can be enhanced a bit. And it took me a while to figure it out and I'm still learning. I'm not perfect at it, but with practice, it's really brought so much purpose and so much peace into my life. And that's one reason I talk about it so much on this podcast is because it is a huge part of my life and who I am and how my life is guided. And so it sometimes I get uncomfortable and stretched when I do what this gut is telling me to do, but it, I always have feel growth when I do it. And when I look back, I can see how much it has helped me through the things that I've been doing. So anyway, I just wanted to explain that a little bit in case you hear me talking about it so often and it hasn't even been addressed. So there you go. We're going to talk to Jesse. And then after we talk to Jesse, we do have our new segment that is going to be with Lindy Shock from Enix Studies at the very end. We're going to have our little spoonful of spirit. So she's going to go over a little come follow me, which is our Sunday school curriculum that we've been studying. She's going to, she's going to give us a little topic every week at the end of that and just fill up our little spirits and help us get a little closer to Jesus Christ. So you'll hear about that at the very end. So have a great listen. 
Well, I'm super excited to introduce you guys to my new friend, Jesse Hopkins from Seek Learning. Hey, Jesse. Hey, thanks this... so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited that you could be here and we can get to know each other a little better and I can hear more about what you do because I've been following you on Instagram and I learned so much from you and I just would love for you to tell us a little bit about you and your family and then we can go into all the fun things that you're up to. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I live in Utah with my husband and three little kids. Um, my kids are six and four and one and a half. So they're just little, little tiny and people. I'm a stay at home mom and just uh, take care of my kids all day. So, um, but before I had kids, I was a teacher. I taught elementary school. I taught first and second grade. And then also I play the violin. So when I was in college, I was a a violin performance major um, and I ended up getting tendonitis and had to quit that and well I added a double major in elementary ed so um, I became an elementary teacher which I just ended up loving and then when I had kids I quit teaching to stay at home um, so now I teach my kids at home and I am having tons of fun with that and you're such a good teacher. I can't wait to talk about that even more. So Thanks. let's talk about, um, you have this great Instagram page called Seek Learning. And you also have this really fun Etsy shop. So do you mind telling us how those got started? Where did you begin with all this? Yeah, so I didn't have any plans to start anything like this. But I about three months ago, I just had a dream. And I woke up early in the morning at like five in the morning from this really strong dream it was with strong feelings that I needed to do something to share what I had been learning and um, mostly like geared towards things that I was teaching my kids about come follow me for the church of Jesus Christ and but also just learning in general so I thought okay how can I share this I just felt so strongly like I needed to share somehow and so I set up an Instagram account and just started sharing the things that we were doing at home on there and started having so much fun setting up these little activities for my kids, like sensory play activities that I thought, I want to share this with other moms. And so then I set up an Etsy shop and this is all still new and kind of in the works a little bit, but I'm, I'm kind of still figuring it out, but just felt really strongly. I felt like I had a prompting that I needed to share. And so I'm kind of still figuring it out as I go and letting the Lord lead me into what he wants this to become, just sharing kind of what we do at home and and uh, having connecting with other moms as well. I love that. I totally get that. That's where I am. Just show me the way because I don't know what I'm doing. Teach me yeah. how to do a podcast. I love that so much. And so do you guys homeschool your kids? So I couldn't um, remember because they're six. Yeah. So is that whole, like, are we in Yeah, school? they're little. So yes and no. So I they I actually send them to school. My oldest is six and he's in kindergarten. So okay. I have one in kindergarten and one in preschool. And so I kindergarten where you are is half day, right? Is yeah. it half day in Utah? Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's actually even shorter than that because of COVID, because they have to <laughs> have like, more time to sanitize. So go check in for an hour. We'll take exactly. it back. <laughs> I know. It's kind of crazy, but yeah, it's been so good though. Like at the beginning of the year, I was sure I was going to homeschool because of COVID because we have a high risk member of our family. And I thought, you know, I was a teacher and I can totally do this. I'm just, it's only yeah. kindergarten anyway, and I'm going to homeschool. Um, and so I was planning on it and I got all ready and then I prayed about it. And the spirit told me so strongly, send them to school, both of them. So my preschooler and my kindergartner, and I, 
I thought, really? Like, you know, this is crazy times and probably school will get canceled. And, you know, what if they get sick and they have to wear a mask and all of these things? And, and so I kept asking, really? you know, do I really need to send them to school? And the answer was yes, send them and send them with protection, you know, spiritual, physical protection. And, and so every day before school, we say a prayer and, um, but it's been really, really good for them to go to school and they've learned and grown in ways that I couldn't have taught them at home, but I still love teaching. And so I like to play teacher at home too. So we have a lot of time um, that we still do a lot of things, home learning things. I think that's so neat. And I think maybe that is one thing that has been so kind of an, maybe a neat thing about the pandemic is that we have all had instruction personally to do things differently for our families. Like yeah, my family is all over the place. My high school boys go in person and then my elementary kids are doing homeschool and part of the year we were distance learning. And it's like, we've just it's been the weirdest thing. I was kind of like you, but the opposite. Are you sure we need to homeschool? Yeah. <laughs> but it's been a great year and we're planning on going back to normal school next year. You know, it's just yeah. interesting the times and the seasons. And I'm yeah. just so grateful for being able to pray and ask the Lord to tell me what to do because I don't know what I would do without relying on that. Yeah, I love that. I love that we have to have that spiritual guidance like that's you know fine-tuned for our own family and it's not just for everybody it's not going to be the same it's different for each situation so I love that so I one one reason that I was so excited to have you on is because you have these really cool car emergency kits and I've been on this emergency prep kick um you know several of our podcasts in the last little bit have been 72 hour kits and just home preparation. And then part of that has just been the pandemic has kind of sent me into that zone. And then we had our big snowmageddon here in Texas yeah. a few months ago. And so oh I gosh. just feel like I need to just have more calm and peace of mind, just being ready for life's craziness that's going to come. So I just wondered, is have you had an experience that made you feel like you wanted to really make sure you were good at these car kits. Where did that being so good at that come from? Yeah. So I think a few different things. Um, I think, so I did have an experience uh, that was kind of like one of those more emergency kind of experiences where when my son was two years old, he got RSV and mm -hmm. was in the hospital for a few days. And I also had a newborn at the time and it was just really crazy. Um, at one point we took him in to be checked before he was admitted to the hospital and they we took him in through the ER and they wanted to admit him right there and, and ambulance him to primary children's hospital. Um, and so I ended up driving down with my newborn and we got him checked in and then I had to go home and pick up all of the stuff, which was a kind of a far drive for me. So I had to drive all the way down there and then all the way back home in the middle of the night, you know, and uh, that was really stressful. And I, that experience made me think, okay, if I just had had like a change of clothes in the car, um, and some other basic things, maybe I wouldn't have had to do that drive home in the middle of the night and I would have been able to stay there with him. Um, and so, and I think I've had some like post-traumatic stress from that and anxiety from that experience, just feeling like I wasn't prepared, you know, yeah. and I, you can't prepare for everything, but I think that had I had a couple more things in my car, I would have had more peace at that time that was really stressful. So 
that's one thing that kind of motivated me to get started on on being more prepared. I that never even would come to my mind and I don't know why it didn't because I had a newborn that was hospitalized for RSV and it was it was like you know you just go and then you're immediately there and you have to either wait for someone to bring you clothes or you know oh yeah that exactly is such a, that is such a smart idea so yeah. let's talk about um what you have in your car kits what do you keep in there okay oh. so I have like bags of clothes for each kid, kind of like I said, and and now we've used them, we haven't had any emergencies quite like that since then. Um, and we've used them more for like everyday emergencies. Like my parents and my in-laws all live an hour or two away from us. So it's just long enough to go, you know, for a day and not stay over. So sometimes we'll go visit and then we'll drive home and it'll be later than we thought it was. And so we have these bags with pajamas for the kids they can put them in their pajamas, they can sleep on the way home, and then we can just put them in their beds when we get home, you know. So that's been really nice to have. So we have a bag for each kid in their bags. So I have like extra clothes and pajamas. And then I have little snacks that won't go bad in the car, you know, like animal crackers or goldfish or something. I also like to keep extra shoes for each kid. And a funny story, I so I have all this stuff in my car. Um, but just a couple of weeks ago, we went on a family adventure and we showed up, get get out of the car. And one of the kids doesn't have their shoes on. <laughs> like They're just at that age where they're old enough to put their own shoes on, um, but not quite old enough to always remember to do that, you know. Well, and we're making sure that we have our masks with us, but shoes are out right. the window, right? <laughs> yeah, yep, we all had masks and no shoes. One, one kid didn't have shoes. So, you know, we looked and I, so I had normally have shoes stashed for them, but they were winter snow boots and they were a size too small so I was like am I gonna make him wear those or anyway so we went and we just bought him some flip-flops and it was fine but I thought okay now that's a good reminder for me to like change those out so they're the right size um but I like to just keep shoes stashed under the seat for everybody for situations like that we had another time where we went to church and one kid didn't have their shoes on (laughs) like maybe I need to be better at checking before we leave but um so (laughs) that's just something yeah, that's been really good to to have. And also, I think I tend to get anxiety and like think worst case scenario. So I'm like, if we got stranded in the snow in the middle of the winter, you know, what would I do for my kids? I want to protect them and, and make sure they have everything they need. So that's why I like to keep the winter boots in, in the winter. And for me too, like if I had to trek through the snow. You know, yeah, totally. Stranded. And for me, it would probably be flip-flops because if I was stranded somewhere in Texas, it would probably be like a hundred degrees and we'd be yeah. all dying of heat. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't want your winter boots for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like, and I try to change it out for seasons and like to the sizes for the kids, which is kind of hard to keep up on. So I'm not always, you know, I don't always have everything perfect in there, but, but it's better, than nothing, better right? than nothing. It is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So, and I also try to keep a blanket for each kid in the car. Cause like I said, sometimes we're driving home later than we thought and they can have a blanket and their pajamas. And mm-hmm. we actually, that was a really big blessing for us this summer because um, we went to my Nana's funeral and I, you know, I was sad and I was not in an emotional state to really plan very well. And so I didn't think we'd be there long, you know, the funerals in the morning and it was two hours away, but I was like, for sure, we'll be back by bedtime. And we ended up going to her house afterwards and visiting with people and, and just staying longer than we thought. And so then on our way home, it was time for the kids to go to bed. And so we just pulled over, we had them put on their pajamas and they were already in the car. And so I didn't have to remember to plan that. And, and then they fell asleep in the car on the way home. So that was just a really big blessing to have oh, already had that, that is, prepared. That is such a tender mercy. 
Well, I'm just thinking as you're saying this, how many times my kids have thrown up in the car or we've been somewhere and they've just gotten, especially the littler ones, if they get really messy, they get really uncomfortable. And I have one kid, if he gets wet, it's like game over the world ended and you know it's just so it would be so helpful to have backup clothing for anything like that it would just be so nice or you know wetting their pants or whatever happens right yep everyday emergencies happen all the time with little kids right yes yes I love that that's another reason that like having three little kids I want to get out of the house and go on adventures and stuff you know we like to do adventures but it seems so impossible to sometimes to like throw everything in the bag you know water bottles and bibs and extra clothes and to remember all of that so I like to just have as much as possible already stashed it's like your little home base in the car I love that so what are the things do you stash because I know you have more things Yeah. So like, so those are things I keep for the kids. And then in the trunk, I keep, I always keep my stroller and a baby carrier Um, and a case of water bottles and then like a spare diaper bag, just full of diapers and wipes and any other baby things, you know, a nursing cover when they had a nursing baby. Um, And then I keep a first aid kit and jumper cables and like car emergency things that you might need. Um, What kinds of things do you keep in your car kit? Do you have that? so I have like a a pre-made kit I think I just got it on Amazon Uh Um, it just has all the like it has jumper cables and you know I don't think I've ever even opened it (laughs) but at least I have it there for emergencies you know it has a list right on the front of everything it has in it so just emergency car stuff um and then I also keep in the back I keep like extra coats for everybody in the winter like if we were stranded and I think in the summer I'll swap that out for towels so we can do spontaneous trips to the splash pad or whatever you know we have such a good idea ready to go so um and, and then, then you have your change of clothes if they get all wet in their clothes they can just yeah. dry off with their towel and throw on their jammies yeah oh my gosh this is so smart yeah. I'm not a super spontaneous person but I want to be. And so I feel like <laughs> if I prepare and get it all set, then I can do these fun things with my kids, you know, when, when the moment comes. And then you won't have to be stressed about it because you'll be all ready to go. Oh, yeah, that's so exactly. Great. Yeah. Love that. Okay. What else is on that list? So, okay. So then I keep a bin of just like random supplies. So paper towels, trash bags, like if my kids get muddy and I want to just put their clothes in a mm-hmm. trash bag so that I don't have mud all over in my car, we do a lot of playing in the mud. <laughs> and my so, kids love mud too. It's like yeah. a moth to a flame. It's like, yeah. oh, do you have to be it's in the so mud? Yeah. yeah. And it's, we've had to figure out a system so that I can like be okay with them playing in the mud you know we have these mud suits that they wear and boots and things so but we have trash bags so we can just put those in the trash bags and they don't get all over the car of course because of covid you know everybody is paranoid about germs so i keep extra hand sanitizer and extra like sanitizing wipes yeah and like paper towels i can't remember what else so that's all kind of like in the trunk but then Mm -hmm. in the front seat door i always keep an umbrella in case it's raining Mm -hmm. i can just grab the umbrella extra face masks, you know, extra phone charger. Oh, phone charger. That's always a good one. So I keep carpet cleaner in my car because my kids have thrown up so many times and we've gone somewhere. Not so much anymore. More when my older kids were little. I had this experience where he, so my kids were probably like six, four and two when I was pregnant. 
and we'd first moved to Texas and I, my husband flew a lot for work. So we were driving to the airport to pick him up and we're about 35, 40 minutes from the airport. So it's not that bad, but we were probably about seven minutes from the airport and my son throws up all over himself, the two-year-old. And so he's freaking out. Luckily I had a backup outfit for him, you know, cause I Good. try to do that with my, never think of doing it for my older kids. I need to start doing that. But so I got a clean outfit for him, tried to wipe things up as best you can. You know how it's just yeah. like, what can you even do? Oh. We pick up my husband, we turn back around. He throws up at the same exit on the way back. Oh that he threw <laughs> so we're oh. like, oh my goodness. So we pull over in the same parking lot strip him down and by then I didn't have a third outfit for him you know so he's I think he was still in diapers so he was upset because he didn't have any clothes on and he's just this mess and so ever since then he tended to get car sick a little bit here and there we just kept the carpet cleaner and we have used that carpet cleaner for so many things through that the years. So smart. I've never so, had a kid is, throw up in the car. Really? I can't like that. Oh one. my gosh. I mean, my kids are just little. It hasn't happened yet. I'm sure it will eventually. Oh but. my goodness. Even when they're bigger on road trips, we've had that happen. And yeah. it's like, what do you do when you're in the middle of New York State in the rural place with nothing, you know? So yeah. Yeah, carpet cleaner. That is my so that is my hack. Add that to my list. <laughs> <laughs> that one has saved us. So, do you keep? Because I know some people keep like a porta potty or something like that. Do you have those kinds of things with your strollers yeah. in the back? So yeah, I keep like a travel potty um, and a like a fold up baby high chair. So if we're mm. eating, like having a picnic or something, the baby can have a place to sit. Or we took that with us on vacation so that in the hotel, if we were just eating at the hotel, the baby could have Yes. So, and yeah, the little travel potty has come in really handy too. Like traveling oh. kids or potty training or whoever even have done potty training, you know, just to have a place for them to go has been a lifesaver. We used to take one with us to the park. I mean, not to like out in the park, but yeah. when my kids were little, little, we would take it with us when we were going to the park because there was always yeah. someone that had to go to the bathroom. But yeah, I yeah. need to start doing that again because I have stopped and it's like, okay, well then I guess we're just all leaving. Because yeah. It's like, go. once you take it out of your car, that's when you're going to need it, right? Yes, always, <laughs> always. Yeah. I love that. Okay, anything else you can think of? Um, I'm looking at my list here. I have a list. I don't, I can't remember if I said it all, but, oh, I keep like extra books and toys in the car Mm. for the kids. So like my toddler, um, the kids are pretty good in the car and we haven't gone very far lately with COVID. We haven't been going a lot of places, but, um, my toddler really likes this buckle toy. So I keep that in there for her and just books for my older boys. And, and they like to play with calculators too. So sometimes we keep their calculators in the car. <laughs> that is such cool. a good one. Kids love calculators. I don't know what yeah. it is. They, they always go missing too. I can never find a calculator. Yeah. I'm glad my phone has one now because I can never find one when right. I need one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you said you haven't been traveling a lot, but if you're going to and from visiting family here and there, since your family's living like an hour or two away, or even just around the town errands, do you have suggestions for how to keep our kids busy in the car so you said books and a couple other things is there any other little hacks you have for road trips or 
Yeah, so like when we've gone on road trips or even on an airplane, I've packed a bag of activities for my kids, just things that they haven't ever seen before. Um, they really love, my older boys really love these sticker books. They're like sticker by number. I don't know if you've seen those, but they love them. Okay, sticker by number. I've seen sticker yeah. books, but sticker by number. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's like paint by number, but with stickers. And I think that's helped my boys learn numbers so well. So we do those sometimes in the car or we took them once on an airplane with us. So that's been fun. And I usually just try to pack a bag for them if, if I know we're going to be in the car for a long time. But for the everyday things, I stash just a couple of books and toys. Sometimes I keep those really annoying electronic toys in the car, like up by me, just for emergencies. Like if the baby's really cranky, you know, and it's, I'd rather listen to the annoying toy than to listen to her oh, cry. Totally. That's what I will give it to her, you know. That's actually brilliant. Um, Don't put it in the house. Keep it yeah. in the car. <laughs> yep. Cause then it's more exciting, you know, they don't get to see it as much and. It saves me sometimes when they're really cranky. So. And that's when you're more desperate. That is so smart. <laughs> that is so smart. Okay, so let's tell everybody where they can find you and all your fun things that you're doing. Okay, so I have an Instagram page and it's called Seek Learning. And it has like an underscore between the two words. So Seek underscore learning. So that's where I'm posting about like how I'm teaching my kids and how, my car kit and how I'm trying to, you know, prepare and, and uh, organize so that we can go on our adventures. We like to do a lot of adventures for learning. So that's, Oh, that's just so awesome. Okay. So we need to talk about these learning activities that you do because you're really good at it and you have some really fun ones. So let's talk about some of these. So do you have any like neat learning activities or experiences that you can tell us about? Yeah. So, so I like to do like themed learning so I've been setting up shelves um, with the everything in the same theme for my kids. So right now we're doing birds and it has on the shelf, it has books from the library and then just different activities with birds, um, like a book that they can hear the bird sounds on and uh, some little toys and a, a, some wooden eggs that they can play with and put in a nest and puzzles and just all everything to go along with birds. So I like to set up these themed shelves and that's really fun for me. It's kind of like my creative outlet. I love um, that. Yeah. And, and I do with that, I, I like to do sensory activities too. So we do like, we have this table that Santa brought us for Christmas. That's a sensory table and it's actually, they have some just like it at Ikea, but Santa brought ours <laughs> and <laughs> we play with it. And we, I put, you know, random things in there. Like we just did one with bird seed and they can scoop it and pour and um, all my kids, all their ages love it. My toddler loves it all the way up to my six-year-old. Like he gets really imaginative and and creative with the ways that he plays with those so so do you keep that inside or do you keep it outside or where do you well I keep the table inside and it's mm-hmm. just kind of by our back door so when we're ready to play with something really messy I'll take it outside like I don't want to clean up all the bird seeds yeah, so I, say, I can just and... see the bird seed going all over my house yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the winter I did have it inside a little bit and we mm-hmm. did rice inside and that was really easy to just vacuum up on our hard floor so yeah. that only took like five minutes to clean up so that wasn't too bad but now that the weather's good we just play outside when it's something messy and when it's inside they put like the food from their play kitchen in there and other Mm -hmm. things that aren't going to create a huge mess so we kind of use it for a lot of things so yeah so I like to do themed learning with my kids and it's been really fun because as we've been doing birds they incorporate it into their independent play like every day they're building some different kind of nest right now 
like I cut their hair and um they used the hair we did that outside and they picked up the little hair and they made it <laughs> for the birds <laughs> and it's just been so fun to watch them be creative and we made a nest of blankets under the trampoline and read books and they use their toys and make nests and they're always creating and right now since we're doing birds they're they're making all these nests everywhere so it's kind of fun and it's super cute I love that <laughs> oh, what are some of your other themes that's really fun we did also a space theme that was really mm. fun we did that a couple months ago and then um, I try to do it with the holidays so we did Easter for a while around Easter time um, and that was more of like a religious activities that were centered around Christ you know but then we also did some stuff for St. Patrick's Day and I sort of started doing these theme shelves last summer when I was thinking about homeschooling. And so we started doing bugs. Um, and Ooh, bugs is a fun summer. one for the summer. That's a yeah. really fun one. Yeah, what so kinds of things did you guys do with the bugs one? Well, we did like the theme was like the very hungry caterpillar. And this was mm. before I started my Instagram page. So it just was, I was sharing it with family and close friends, but you know, I didn't ever really share it, but we did the very hungry caterpillar. We did some uh, butterflies that we hatched from eggs and we watched oh, them grow into, or no, they weren't eggs, sorry. They were caterpillars, but then we watched them make their chrysalis. Um, and then we also did the same thing with ladybugs. So the ladybugs go through Ooh. the same kind of stages. And so we watched them grow to adults and then we let them go. And that was really fun. And so it's just been fun to create, you know, it's, it's sort of, like I said, it's like my creative outlet to make these activities for my kids. And, you know, I think they would learn without that, but it's been fun for me too. And it's been a bonding thing for us to kind of learn together. I love that intentional teaching and parenting too. I think that that's so great. And it's, I think it just will form connections with your kids that will last through the years. I think it's so yeah. fun that you're doing that. Yeah, that is really cool. You've made a lot of good memories, so it's been fun. Oh, yeah. Well, and you sell like little, kind of like your little shelf kits type of a thing on Etsy, right? I noticed that yeah. you have some little, tell yeah, us about those a little bit. Good. So I just was having so much fun creating like the sensory kits for my kids. And I was like, I didn't even know about these. You know, a few years ago, I had already, uh, I had always heard about sensory play, but I was worried about choking hazards with my little kids, you know, so I was like, no, I'm not going to go there. Now my boys are older and then my baby, she's a toddler, but she, I just watch her really carefully when I have her playing with the small pieces. So, but we've been having so much fun with it that I was like, I want to share this with other moms. And so I'm going to set up an Etsy shop and, you know, just see how it goes. And just for fun, the goal wasn't really to like start a business and make a lot of money. It was mostly just to share the fun because I was having so much fun creating them. It was kind of like a creative. So cool. So tell me about a couple of the things that are on there. When we did our space theme, I made this space sensory bin with black beans and these squishy planet balls. And so, and they, and like little scoops, little shovels. Um, so that one's on there. Easter, I made one with like Easter grass and then dyed brown rice. I've had fun dyeing rice different colors. So the rice is like dirt and then the grass is like, you know, the grass and it's just sort of an outdoor. That was for Easter. Okay. But, so I have to stop you. How do you dye rice? Like what so, do you do? Yeah. So there's lots of different ways to do it. And I think the way I mean, that I know I, how to dye like cooked rice, but I don't know how to dye 
just yeah, raw rice. Just dry rice. So um, I just mix a little tiny bit of food coloring in with water, with like a little bit of water. And then I put it in a bag and kind of shake it around. And mm. then I stick it in the oven to dry it out a little bit just to make sure it gets all the way dry. So. Okay. Cause I keep thinking, how can you do it without it getting wet? And it's yeah. like this sticky mess. The, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's so brilliant. I just use a little bit of water and then I just dry it in the oven. So. Oh. Yeah. Once I learned how to do that, it's been so much fun to create different things. So for Earth Day, I did uh, like I made an earth with blue and green rice and that was really fun to set up. So it's been a creative hobby for me to do. Love it. I love it. We'll link up to your shop so everyone can go and see what fun things you have in there. That's awesome. So cool. fun. Okay. Was there anything I missed? Is there anything else you wanted to share? As I've been doing this Instagram account and, and setting up the SD shop, it's been, it's only been a few months that I've been really doing this and sharing everything publicly. And it's been um, sort of a hard uh, learning curve of how to balance everything with being a mom. And so I've been thinking a lot about that, trying to find the right balance for my life. And I feel like when I get on social media, it can tend to be overwhelming. There's so many good ideas out there. So, so many things that, you know, that you feel like you need to do. And so I love this quote that is by Joy D. Jones. And she says, women wear many hats, but it is impossible to wear them all at once. But the spirit will help us determine which work to work on today or which work to focus on today. And I just have been really leaning toward that because I've been trying to find the balance in my own life and, and, you know, which hat am I wearing right now? Am I wearing the Instagram hat or the Etsy business hat or the mom hat? And it's hard to find the right balance, but the only way to really know for sure is to have the spirit direct us. And so that's been something that I've been learning in this journey of mine as I've been sharing and creating in this new way for me. Oh my goodness. I love that. I forgot about that quote. That's one of my favorites. I need to frame that and put that on my wall because it's so good. And I do forget. And then I get spinning and I'm like feeling all out of whack again. So I, I love that. That's such a good reminder for me. So that was, I needed you to share that with me today. Thank you. It is hard. And I feel like I'm the type where I just want to do all the things in all the places, like all the mom things, all the work things, all the other things. And it just gets to be too much. And it's hard to sort through what is the most important at the time. (laughs) Spirit will guide us. We just have to rely on that, right? (laughs) Yes. And remembering that, right? Oh, that's so awesome. So do you have a few extra minutes and we can do our three helpful and happy questions? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I like to ask these so that we can get to know you a little bit better. And then it ties our podcast in with our blog because the Helping of Happiness blog talks about family recipes and travel and home hacks. And it also houses our podcast. So our first question is, what is your favorite food or meal? Or you can say both. So I love pizza. <laughs> and I've always loved pizza. And I have a funny story about this, actually. Yes, tell when it. I was pregnant with my first. I My husband is really into health. And so, you know, I was trying to be super healthy. And also, but I was tired, you know, I was exhausted. I was pregnant and I didn't want to cook. And so I think I... I think I just kept telling him, I just want to get pizza, you know, let's just get pizza. And I think he was like, okay, you know, she loves pizza. I'm going to just do something to impress her and make her so happy. 
my pregnant wife. And so he made me homemade six great big pizzas <laughs> and from scratch, like the dough from scratch. Oh and my goodness. For the freezer. <laughs> and we were actually moving in, in the process. So we took him from the one freezer to the new house, to the freezer. <laughs> and I got so sick of pizza that I ate it one day and I threw up and I was like, oh, I will never eat pizza again. But now I love it again. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is like going the extra mile. He didn't just go buy you a frozen pizza from the store he makes it all from scratch I know it was really nice (laughs) oh that is so funny what toppings do you like what are your favorite toppings so I like just plain cheese or I really like black olives and oh yum you know I'm like not super I don't like a lot of toppings but I do like olives so (laughs) I pretty much I don't know if I've ever met a pizza that I don't like I love pizza too yeah so yummy yeah Oh, that's so fun. Okay. So what's the best trip you've ever gone on or your dream vacation? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, when I was in college, I had the opportunity to go to Europe for my work. So we went to Amsterdam for this harp festival. I worked at a music library that, and I oh watched my gosh. film a harp festival. And so I fall, fell in love with the harp ever since then. I'm like, I need to learn how to play the harp, but it was just so magical. It was the most amazing thing and then after that um me and one other girl went to London and to Paris so that was just amazing I man it's on my list right now I am watching those airline tickets yeah. like a hawk I think they're starting to open up I know I'm just dying yeah. to go and I'm going to call it my family history trip because I have family history there, but I don't know that I'm actually doing any family history. I just want to really go over there. because it's just That's cool. such a great idea. But I mean, right? just to connect with your roots, you know, to get right, to know right. Yeah. I got to connect with my roots. That's what I keep okay. telling my husband. Yeah. I feel like my, my roots are calling me. I need to go back. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that. Okay. What about a homemaking hack? Do you have one for us? So I, I was thinking about this and I was asking my husband, he was giving me all these ideas that weren't really making <laughs> But one thing that I've done that has really helped, like I get, I tend to get in a rut with meal planning. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I do really well for a while and then I burn out and I'm like, Oh, what are we going to make for dinner? I don't even want to grocery shop. You know, I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm bored. <laughs> so um, I finally, one day I just sat down and I got little pictures of all the meals that I liked to make. And I just printed them off and put a magnet on the back and I let my kids help me plan. And this is also because one of my kids was going through a really picky phase. And so I was like, if he has ownership, maybe he'll actually try something. Maybe he'll eat kids. something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a mac and cheese. So I, you know, I, every week I set out the little square pictures that I have and I just let them pick a few and then we put them on the fridge and then I can order the ingredients that we need. And having them help with that makes it more exciting. And also it kind of reminds me to do that every week because they're like what's on the menu you know it should be on the fridge what are we having so that is brilliant that is such a cool idea I've never thought of that that is so neat I love that what a fun thing I my kids are always happier to eat it if they've had some say so I do try to ask them or at least to have take turns because there's so many of them but just yeah. <laughs> it does help especially my picky eaters if she know I have one in particular has just struggles with food I know it has but 
Yeah. If so there's hard. something that she knows is on the menu that week, she will just talk about it all week. Oh, I can't yeah. wait till we're going to have waffles on Sunday or, you know, That's whatever it is. My boy is too. Yeah. yeah. Kind of anticipate it and look forward to it. Yeah. And I haven't forgotten you. I want you to enjoy eating with us, yeah. you know, so why don't you grit through these other meals during the week? You know, waffles are coming, <laughs> Yeah. but, oh, I love that. That is so great. Well, this has been so fun for me to get to know you and hear just your joy in being a mom and teaching your kids. I think that it's, it's contagious. It's just so fun to talk to you. So thanks. And it's been so fun to talk to you. I love your podcast. It's just so positive and full of uplifting things. So thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Hey, Lindy. So we've got our segment and we're calling it, Lindy, help me with the name, a spoonful of spirit. Isn't this magical? It's like a spoonful of sugar or something. I love it. So we're going to have our little spoonful of spirit, a little helping of happiness here with our, just our scripture reading and getting a little closer to Jesus Christ. So Lindy, let's talk about our topic for this week, which is the second coming. Let's jump in there. Yeah. Yeah. Second coming is a a fun one. And as I was studying, I was trying to find all of the signs for the second coming. So we knew what to look for, you know. And as I was studying, I was realizing that a lot of the signs have been fulfilled or are already in fulfillment, like in the process. That was actually a little bit shocking (laughs) for me because 10 years when I studied the second coming then I you know I think that didn't happen that didn't happen that didn't happen we still need to do this and and now I was going through the list and going oh my goodness that happened in 10 years that was fast (laughs) and also kind of exciting I just wanted to give some resources actually of of what I where I found some of my information um oddly enough Wikipedia (laughs) really had a very comprehensive list I I went through and looked at all and and there were some that I was like yeah okay maybe but but it really like if you use discernment and use the spirit then that list on Wikipedia was surprisingly robust (laughs) so and I love that you said use discernment and use the spirit because Wikipedia can have all kinds of crazy things on it so it's great I think that you went into it with those kinds of eyes and not just trusting all of it as true yeah so thank you yes and Wikipedia if I I mean this is off topic but I believe that it's open to uh, anybody can add to it is that correct I don't know how Wikipedia yeah I don't know how they fact check that kind (laughs) of stuff but (laughs) I know it's more than one contributor for sure yeah so so that could be a good resource to to kind of get a full list and then and then go from there if you want to see but also the church website I um I love the church website um they have some talks um, that go into detail about the second coming. They also had kind of have in lessons, uh, the gospel principles lesson book manual had a great, they have the second coming and the millennium and they had a very, um, I felt like it was very, very robust as well. Um it didn't have like a full-on list like Wikipedia did, but it did go into some of the detail of some of the signs and stuff and, and things that we can do to prepare. So that was a good resource. 
So when I was preparing for the lessons, I was realizing that we generally, when we talk about the signs, we think about um, all of the negative things that are the gonna plagues happen, and right? the hail and the, all the horrible things the that are going to happen. Rumors of wars and the natural disasters. And I mean, naturally, we both know, you and yes. I, just our experiences, thus our personal yeah. experiences. Yeah. Your earthquakes and my crazy snowstorms. Yeah. We've been feeling it big time. Yeah. And, and even with the natural disasters, two years ago, I was like, I'm so glad that I live in Utah where there's not tornadoes and there's not, <laughs> there's not hurricanes and there's not all of the, you know, all of these things. And then, and then we have an earthquake and then we have two hurricane wind storms that lasted for two days, you know, and like all of these things that I was like, huh, well, I guess and the fires, I mean, the whole the half fires. the country was on fire last year. Yeah. I live on a hilltop, uh, not a hilltop, gosh, no, at the base of the hill, but our hill was on fire and my neighbors one block up were evacuated. They were out in their streets at three o'clock in the morning trying to water down oh their goodness. trees. Oh my goodness. You know, all of these things that, that are happening and they're, they're very personal where before they were, at least for me, they were somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know? So all of these signs and, and we see like, just like this, we focus on the negative, right? All of these. So easy. They stick out so well. So easy. <laughs> um, and I think because there's a story there, right? It's, it's a lot more fun to talk about the unusual, <laughs> the, the hardships and stuff, because it's, it's sometimes we bond that way. And I, and I'm not saying that it's not a good thing, you know, but, but what I wanted to focus on with this lesson are what are the good things? What are the good things? So I actually, um, for the kids, I have a, a picture of the second coming of Christ. Um, it shows Christ in the heavens coming down. And then below him are all of the negative things. It has a tidal wave that's going to hit the city. It has a fire with a storm cloud that's hitting lightning and starting fires on the forest. And there's a war. And I have these things that are underneath. And then you have this page that you glue on top of that that has flaps that you can open. And when you open the flap, then under the storm with the fire, you open that and there's a temple. And under the the war, then you open that and there's missionaries. To me, kind of illustrated like, yes, there's all of these signs and it's and it's scary and exciting and it's and it's fun to talk about <laughs> as we just just discovered. But what are the good things that are happening? what are the good signs that have been prophesied and let's look for those you know and and even if you look for those just like it was when you're when i was talking about looking for the signs a lot of them are in the process of being fulfilled or they are fulfilled and that is super exciting it's super exciting one because i hope that the second coming comes before my girls start dating (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) that would be a good one checking checking some of the signs off the list going oh yeah totally in 10 years oh yeah oh yeah that one's done that one's done yeah (laughs) Uh, but i mean in all seriousness i actually do it as much as I love this world and it's so exciting to me and all of the fun, wonderful technology, like I am so, so extremely grateful to live in this time 
because of all of the exciting things that are happening. Every year is different. Um, and, and for my personality, that is just fun for me. But it's also scary. And when I look at my family, then I worry. <laughs> and, and so I do, I do pray for the second coming. I, and I, I do bring it on. I'm this world's getting ugly enough for me. Let's yeah. just get it over with. Yeah. And, and then if you read when he came the first time, the Nephites poured their hearts out praying for him. I should have looked up the reference, but there is a reference that says basically pray for Christ to come. The Christ came because the we will be praying for him. The righteous will be praying for him. And that is why he will come. And so I invite all of you, everybody, to pray for the second coming, to look at the world that we're in right now and be grateful for the good and to magnify the good and look for the, the good signs for the second coming, but also pray for him to come. That's what's going to bring him here is the righteous people. I appreciate this lesson because the second coming, I hadn't studied it for a long time. Like I said, probably 10 years before I did this lesson. And I learned a ton about what I can do and what I can pray for. And, and like I said, the signs that are in fulfillment that I didn't realize, um, the list of what needs to be, that still needs to be fulfilled is very small compared to the, the list of that's already been fulfilled. So it's very exciting. <laughs> I mean, and intimidating a little bit when you yeah. think about that, you know, like, yeah. and the, what do I need to do? What is my part in all of this? And I think that's a wonderful thing to think about too, is what is my part in the gathering and the ushering and the, cause there are things that we can do and it's neat to study. One thing that we were studying a few months ago, maybe it's even closer to the beginning of the school year, but we were, talk, it, we were talking about what the millennium would look like because there's so many times I've studied the second coming and all the horror, but we haven't talked about what it's gonna look like after the second coming. And we were studying like the, the temple that would be built in New Jerusalem and it listed all of these gemstones that are gonna be on all the gates and the buildings. And my kids were just like, oh my goodness, they got out their minerals book and they're going through all the different things. and. We're going to just have a bunch of geologists collecting all these stones or something. I don't know, but I just thought that really, when you look at the beauty that is going to come out of the ashes, literally, I think it makes us want to pray for it more and not just be afraid to pray for it because you're afraid of the hard things that are happening. Yeah. But, and it makes it feel more real when you talk about it more. So it is yeah. fun to talk about it with the kids and they were less scared when we talked about the neat things that are happening. It's like you can take, I don't know, you know, the Lord will help you because there's so much good to come. Yeah. And if you think about it, the hard stuff, it, we're, we're living the hard stuff. So it's, it's not that scary. I mean, I mean, there, I'm sure there's more, but, but we're, we have a scary day with a hurricane windstorm. And then the next day, the neighbors are out helping us mm -hmm. pick up the trees, you know, like that's, it's, um, it is very exciting if you can have faith and trust and, and the signs help us have faith and trust. Yeah. Like you can see, Oh, this is mm -hmm. happening. This is happening. Then we know this is coming. I love that these lessons kind of 
run into each other because we talked about the city of Enoch and being unified and being lifted up to Christ before the second coming. And now it's the second coming. And so some of those things to prepare us for Christ and, and the lessons are really just inspired as far as like their um, chronology of, of, of how they are. Yeah, I love that too. We, when we were studying the city of Enoch lesson last week, it had never dawned on me that they had like a the law, like the law of consecration where everybody oh, is giving oh, yeah, in. Yeah. I didn't realize that they lived that way in New Testament times too. I'd never put those two things together. And the more that we talked about it, we were like, well, it looks like according to scripture, we are going to have to practice that before the savior comes again. So yeah, better start getting ready to do that <laughs> so and i think a lot of that is just letting go of our attachment to material things i think that that is going to be a huge thing and being able to just give whatever you can and i don't know that it's always your stuff but your time and your talents and yeah those things that are even sometimes more hard to give <laughs> yeah. than just I'm... money or object right yeah so. yeah and trusting that as you give those things, then, then you will be taken care of times, times, million. Million. you know, yeah. like the blessings of, of giving that are great. Um, and that's hard to trust in because that's not the world we live in. Right. Yeah, it is. It takes so much faith. I love it. Awesome. Lindy. Oh, thank you so much. That was just yeah, so great today. You. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so filled up talking to both of those amazing, amazing ladies. One thing I wanted to mention that you, just to make sure that you knew is that we have this awesome printable that Jesse made up that goes along with the car emergency kits. So go to our show notes. Our show notes are just there. If you're listening through your app, you should be able to click on the episode and there should be a little section of show notes with links to all the different things. There's a link to that principle, <laughs> that principle. It, there's a link to that printable in there. And if you're listening through our website, it's just right under the little player where you've been listening to this podcast. Just scroll down a little bit. Our show notes are just right underneath that. And you'll be able to find links to everything that we've been talking about. You'll find links to Lindy's stuff over at Enix Studies and so that you can go download her Sunday School lessons if you'd like to or her other fun little projects or all the great things that we learned from Jesse Hopkins today. So thank you so much for being with us. Make sure if you haven't, give us a rate, review, and subscribe. And if you want even more from, from us, go over to helpingofhappiness.com and you can subscribe to our free newsletter. In our newsletter, we've got recipes and travel tips and home hacks and lots more information about our podcast. So we would love to have you join us over there. Have a great week.